Good morning, listeners. It's time to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. Woo, what a doozy of a week we probably have in store. But what's going to get us through is we're going to ask God first for his support and his direction. I actually got a little ahead of myself yesterday, just a little, but uh, I realized immediately that if I don't want any stress, I have to ask Jesus to handle the mess. (laughs) Amen. I'm dedicating today's podcast uh, to Sharon and Lenora and Chelsea. Um, And I love that uh, all three of them mentioned, I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to say a prayer in, uh, you know, in their everyday dealings or whatever. So that's good. And they have a heart of God and they are listening to the podcast and they newly joined us. So welcome, welcome. Let us pray, listeners. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Good morning, God. You've ushered in another day untouched and freshly new. So here we are to ask you, God, if you'll renew us too. Forgive the many errors that we made yesterday and let us try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. Father, we are well aware that we can't make it on our own. So please take our hand and hold it tight for we can't walk alone. Amen. And commanding your morning daily devotional. Okay. Says, don't limit your thinking. We have some work to do in the spirit, listeners. This kind of change doesn't happen overnight, but it happens gradually and progressively as we seek to understand the realm of the spiritual better than we understand the world that we physically walk in every day, okay? We seek to understand the realm of the spiritual better than we understand the world that we walk in every day. And as we do, the transformation that is possible is beyond anything that has yet been imagined. We must not be limited by the thinking of the world around us. God has more, more, more for us. And he is anxious to release it into the earth, but he can only do it through his body. So if it's going to happen, then it's going to come through us. And it is only going to come through us if we understand how to pray and hear from heaven in revolutionary new ways. Pray with me. 
I decree and declare that I have the mind of Christ and therefore seek things above and not beneath. I ascend into new realms of power and access new dimensions of divine revelation. I declare that every mental block is cleared, giving the Holy Spirit unrestricted access to my mind, unrestricted access to my soul, and unrestricted access to my spirit. Father, reveal your assignments and agenda to me today and I will operate in my correct timing. In the name of Jesus, amen. And I tell you, I, I this is placed on my heart. God is pounding in me to start using the word no. No is the most powerful word because that means no action. If you say no, you mean no. God's promises day by day. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. During his healthy ministry, Jesus not only shared precious gifts with needy people, sight to the blind, food to the hungry, healing to the sick, and life to the dead. But Jesus gave himself for all people so that anybody who trusted him would share the riches of his grace. Furthermore, he didn't simply take away the bad and replace it with the good. Jesus took on himself all that was bad in us, including our sins, so that he might share with us all the good that is in him. Amen. That's beautiful. And God's way, day by day, is talking about wisdom and understanding. It says, get wisdom, get understanding. Listeners, the Bible declares, get wisdom, get understanding. And the two are not the same. Understanding is based upon the acquisition of knowledge. It is a filtering, sifting, sorting, and defining process. Wisdom, in comparison, is an applying process. An applying process. Understanding tells us what is happening. Wisdom tells us why it is happening. Understanding gives us the facts. Wisdom tells us what to do with those facts. Understanding yields insight into our problem that might be solved. Wisdom tells us which solution to pursue and when and how to pursue it. So Proverbs chapter 4 verse 5 says, Get wisdom, get understanding. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more wisdom and understanding. In Touch Magazine says that God has prepared work for us to do and he's equipped us with spiritual gifts to do it. Spiritual gifts are special abilities that the Lord gives us 
to serve others in the body of Christ. These gifts are given to us, but they're not for the benefit of others. Though they come in several varieties, they can be used in various ministries and have a wide range of effects in the church that they all originate from the Holy Spirit. He's the one who chooses which gift each believer will receive. When all church members serve the body using their particular gifts, everyone benefits spiritually. The Lord has a specific purpose in mind for each of us, and he's gifted us accordingly. Without our individual contribution, the local church will lack nothing. Part of the living in power of the Holy Spirit involves employing our divine endowments as God directs. By operating in our arena of giftedness, we have the motivation, the ability, and the confidence needed for effective service. If you don't know what gift you have, Start volunteering at something of interest and you will eventually discover it. Amen. And here's a caution regarding spiritual gifts. Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians addressed several problems in the church. Now remember when we say church, we're talking about a body of people wherever, not a building including the misissue of spiritual gifts. Uh, Paul addressed this. The people in that fellowship valued only certain gifts. Believers with the better ones were um, elevated above others, while those without the prepared, without the preferred abilities were considered less important. In teaching about spiritual gifts, Paul warned the church members not to think more highly of themselves than they ought to. The gifts are not given to exalt certain individuals, but to benefit the congregation. And no gift is more important than the other. God considers them all necessary for the health of a local church. Each believer receives at least one gift in accordance with the Spirit's purposes and choosing. It is God's business to decide who has which ability. Listeners, we must be careful not to assign undue value to certain gifts, nor should we place unwarranted emphasis on giftedness as a way to assess one's spiritual maturity or importance in the church. Let's release any preconceived ideas about the value of spiritual abilities and instead celebrate how God builds each local body of believers. Our omniscient Father places his children where they can minister through their gifts and also be blessed by others. Doing likewise. Amen. There is a message in there. Let us pray.
Here's a prayer from the wilderness written by Avis Marcus, as we know. This is a meditation of praise for answered prayer. Father, sometimes I pray and wonder if you will answer my prayer request and then you respond. I do not always acquire what I desire, but getting a reply assures me that you are listening. So I praise you for answered prayer. I praise you for teaching me to seek the eternal treasures that are connected to you and not allow me to become consumed with earthly desires, which will deteriorate and will enforce, reinforce a love of temporary pleasures. I praise you for being a true father and exercising your sovereign power over my life. My wisdom is limited. Yours is unlimited. My requests can sometimes be emotional and short-sighted. Your answer encompasses the spiritual plan for my life. My mind may only consider one view of the problem, mine, but your thoughts consider everyone and all the circumstances that may be affected. So Father, I praise you for answering prayers for others and teaching me to pray for their needs. It is a part of my growth and development in you and I learn compassion and care because of the lessons that you write in my spirit. I praise you for blessing me with small requests, Lord, for enjoyment with my friends, laughter, and holiday gatherings to come. I praise you for blessing my friends and family with answered prayers. Their joy in you fuels my faith. And during dry spells, when I grow weary, their delight keeps me seeking you. Father, I praise you for your timing. You come through and everything falls into place in ways that are beyond my imagination. You are teaching me the importance of giving you praise just because you are my father, just because you are my savior and my comforter. Through my praise and thanksgiving to you, my prayers receive answers. I experience the comfort and reassurance of knowing your word is true and you really do want me to make my requests known to you. So thank you, Father, for being the answer to all of my prayers. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Psalm 66, verse 19. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. And then my favorite scripture, Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives, and he who knocks finds. 
and to him who knocks it will be opened. What man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, would give him a serpent? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will our Father in heaven give good things to those of us who ask him? I love it. And 1 John chapter 5, it says, This is the confidence we have if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that what we have asked of him will happen. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back in just a second. We're going to get some wisdom from hope for each day. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Listeners, God is behind everything that happens to us. On one hand, God is sovereign and in ways that we can only dimly understand this side of eternity. He is at work behind the scenes. The psalmist wrote, He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, on the other hand, the Bible warns us against assuming that everything that comes our way is from God. Recently, a woman wrote me about a man uh, that she had fallen in love with and that they were now living together. She said, God brought us together in spite of the fact that we both were already married. But she was wrong, listeners. God never leads us to do anything that is contrary to what he has told us in his word. So this woman was excusing her sin by claiming that it was God's will. Don't be deceived. And don't ever call evil good and good evil. Sin is serious, so serious, it sent Jesus Christ to the cross. Mm -hmm. So flee from sin and stay close to Christ. That was good from hope for each day. And they also are talking about Banishing worry. Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call him, to all who call upon him in truth. Think of the things that you don't worry about. Perhaps you never worry about whether you'll be able to get water out of the faucet in your kitchen 
Or maybe you don't worry about a free falling tree on your house. You may be a worrier by nature, but even the worst worrier in the world doesn't worry about some things. Now ask yourself, why you do not worry about such things? It's because in the case of running water, it has always been there when you wanted it. Or that tree has never fallen on your house before. And certainty breeds trust, doesn't it? So you may even live in a place where there are no trees at all. And you have trust that nothing is going to fall on you. Listeners, we can be just as certain and just as worry-free about God's love and protection. There's lots of evidence. There's the cross where God fully expressed his love for us. There's the Bible where he talks about how he spared his own son and gave up all for us. God's love is certain, listeners, and he has never, ever gone back on a single promise, and he never will. Amen. Speaking of promises, remember we've got 199 promises of God. Here's a few more. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. But it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. John chapter 6 verse 35 says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life, and he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth in me shall never thirst. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Proverbs 12, verse 19. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Psalm 22, verse 26. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. And Isaiah 49, verse 25. But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with me, and I will always save my children. Amen. It is time, time, time for God's purpose for your life. 
Okay, it says watch your words. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In 2 Samuel 23, the Philistines had captured Bethlehem, David's birthplace, and had established a stronghold there. As David plotted to take the city back, he expressed a desire to drink water from the well there. Three of his men heard him, crossed enemy lines, and risked their life, their lives, to bring a cup of Bethlehem's water back to David. We might envy David's power and loyalty to his men, but when David saw what they had done, he was humbled. He refused to drink the water, instead to pour it out as a drink offering to God. So you see, although David was grateful for his men, he recognized that only the Lord was worthy of such devotion and that with the authority he carried, he had to be much more careful with his words lest he put others in an unnecessary danger. We must be wise as well. Our words carry power and we must be careful how we use them. Therefore, be careful not to use your authority to feed gratuitous desires or in the manner that would harm others. Rather, be humble always and make sure that even in your words, you are fully submitted to God. Bow your head, rather, gaze up to heaven, clasp your hands, and say, Jesus, I want to glorify you with my words. Help me always speak life. Amen. Thank you, listeners, for coming to pray with me. We just got these blessings started. A lot of information coming our way, but just take it all in and apply it to your life in every area that you can and just start making little daily changes and improvements in your walk with God and you'll see that you will get there and that your days are going to be better and glorified and holy and you're going to be at rest. You're going to have peace. You're not going to let people bother you. You're going to get your rest. All of the things that God desires for us. Because if our body isn't functioning, honey, nothing else is functioning. So Jesus, we thank you. We adore you. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye for now.